Welcome to another Persistent and Nasty podcast. Celine here. I hope you're having a good week. Welcome to our International Women's Day special. So just to be transparent, as we like to be on on Persistent and Nasty, we recorded this on Tuesday and all three of us were absolutely shattered. So our energy is definitely not at its usual high, but stick with us through the podcast because we do get better (laughs) and it does get more lively. There's also a comedy battle between me and and Misha to see who actually swears the most. (laughs) I'm sure you'll all enjoy that. We've put out a call out for all of you to suggest your inspiring uh, women that are in your life or that you admire or that you have never met but they're maybe from history or myths. We want to hear about them all and we're going to share them on all our social media. so many people have got in touch with us already and I do mention it in the podcast and so many people talk about their mums, their grands, their aunts, their female cousins, their sisters and their friends and it's just really beautiful to take that time to remember these amazing women in your life. So I encourage you all to do that, whoever that is. Um, and as I say, we've had some great suggestions. One in particular that really stuck out for me was Rose Riley, who up until last year, it was only recognised by the Scottish Football Association um, 47 years after starting her career and she is the most capped um, female player in the world um, and she was only recognised last year. So go Rose Riley, total determination, fireball, all of it. They've, we've had so many others as well, all of who are going to be on our social media. So Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, keep a wee eye out for that. Talking about the social media, you can follow us Twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty, and you can always email us Persistent at na- Start that one again. Persistent and Nasty at gmail.com. I would say for today's episode, have a drink, have a cup of tea, whatever it is you enjoy yourself. Um, we can only be the best we can be by raising each other up. So here's to all of you. Have a great week. Are we being really upfront about our energy this evening? Yeah. We're fucking knackered. Yeah. But happy International Women's Day, all you hardworking motherfucking women out there, kicking your height, fighting your fight, and just generally bossing and and just surviving because fuck me, it is really fucking exhausting. Yes, well, correct. I'm sure you can tell by my energy in response to that that this international woman is very tired. Uh, this international woman, you've been very busy, Lou. Well, we've all been busy, hustling hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, this weekend is International Women's Day on Sunday. And, and this month is Women's History Month. It is. I got that right the first time. She did. And how are we feeling about that, ladies? I think that's really exciting. Um, but personally, I like to remember women every every day of every month and every year. Well, no, that is it, isn't it? Because what's what's the most common cry that we hear 
on any day, actually, when any group, marginalised or otherwise, gets a day, we get a bit of, like, ugh. Get a little bit of pie. Ugh, what about so-and-so's day? Or what about International... Men's Day. Men's Day. Um, there is an International Men's there are, Day. Well, yes, yeah, now there is, because yes. they felt left out. Oh, baby. And that's fine. To be fair, I did do a wee Instagram post for them. You did. Oh, and it is did fine. Hands up, thumbs up, whatever it is. Thumbs up, big high five, clap. Big high five, clap. And there are some men who are marginalised in society, so it is important that they are that they know that they are. Absolutely, I I think it's lovely that they know that they're allies to the people who are really suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just winding. I'm just being a total wido. I'm gonna take all my bracelets off actually because we're going to end up rubbing against the table. We're in a new location today. We are tucked in a small. Misha's office. just spilled our tea all over the desk. Yeah, it's good. It's real oh. good. This tea's not very good, actually. How's your tea? It's all right. We didn't have alcohol, guys, so we're not even going to get more I think that might be why the energy's so low. (laughs) This is it. We're drinking herbal tea. So that's Um, what we'd recommend with today's episode, a herbal tea and a bath. Because I think that's what all three of us could do with right now. Not because we don't, like, clean regularly enough, but actually (laughs) just because we're all really needing that little bit of extra care. Self-care Sunday. Except it's a Tuesday. And this goes out on a Friday. So, so great. So we're all fucked, basically. Confucius! Yeah. <laughs> you have actually... Yeah, there's tea everywhere. There's tea all over this. What kind of tea are you drinking, Mish? I'm ro- rose hip tea. Rose hip. Um, all right, aye. Yeah. What have you got, Elaine? I have a chocolate and super berry tea. Right. Chocolate super berry burst. Lavish. Nice. How is that? It's all right. It needs to infuse more. Maybe that's what mine needs. Mine's a lemon and ginger, but it tastes not of lemon or of ginger. I think those tea bags have been there for a really long time. That's probably what <laughs> I think. Then. That is basically just dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say basically you brewed me dust. So <laughs> Louise is having dust. It's a wide old good cup of dust. <laughs> I transitioned accents oh. a few times in that one statement of sentence. Oh. I'm an actor. So she is. International Women's Day. International oh, Women's God. Day. That's why we're here. I, but you know, I forget about it every year actually, which is terrible. Um, I think particularly given my line of work. But or, I think we. It's know. because we're kind of doing this all the time. Every day is Women's Day we for us, every, isn't it? Yeah. Being women. Persistent and nasty. Every day is a Women's Day. Well, yes, that's true. But um, by virtue of being a woman and identifying as a woman, I feel like every day is my day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. living in my own head. Yeah. Struggling with uh, struggles. <laughs> living in your own head. Living in my own head. Ah, uh, so many people can relate, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but I do think it's good. And I sort of, to come back to the point about um, when people sort of decry, what about this day and what about everyone else's day or whatever? I, uh, I do sort of, I do understand where they're coming from, but I think it's, it is important to acknowledge because what we see it in our news feeds quite consistently, the ways in which um, the achievements of marginalised groups to this weekend were specifically focusing on women because it's International Women's Day on Sunday and it's Women's History Month. But we need that because we do, we do see examples and we, we, we forget that the accomplishments throughout history of women have been forgotten or in some cases entirely erased. Yeah. Um, and actually, I suppose, I mean, even as you're saying that, I suppose um, 
we think about women all the time, but having like a specific mm, yeah, you do. <laughs> I blame you. Um, but having the day, you maybe just don't think about the women that crop up in your life, or you're kind of like on in the kind of like foreground. But you do look outside. Um, well, it's nice. Just yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's I nice. Felt like my point was clear, but then I <laughs> no, I know what you're getting at because like because because you know in the social media age. When these days rolls around, people share a lot of stuff. They share articles and memes and and um, posts about people who have accomplished things throughout history. So it's a nice... It gets brought to our attention in a way that it doesn't necessarily every other day. Um, and it's quite cool to be reminded of all the awesome things that um, women have done. So picking up on Louise saying about people being erased, one of the plays that we saw at the festival last year um, was about the... What oh. is the word that I'm looking for? Fossil. Yeah, oh, yeah. she sells seashells. She sells seashells. Yeah. And I had never heard of that woman before. What was um, and, uh, and now I can't remember. Uh, FYI, guys, it's also um, Endometriosis Awareness Month. This month. Yeah. connected to the women um, and for those of you who don't know I have endometriosis I'm in a lot of pain today I'm in a foul mood she's suffering big time guys I'm in a stinker uh, <laughs> yeah and as such we that, are all suffering that's... too <laughs> <laughs> wow I'll remember that the next time one of them has been a book but that's fine no but it's more about the fact that but this is your reality Elaine and this is what you deal with every fucking month, twice a month. And it really makes me fucking angry that you have to deal with that. But at the same time, that is just your your norm. And your pain threshold must be through the fucking roof. Because I can't imagine how how much pain it genuinely is. When I think about like the kidney infections I've had or the bad periods I'm sure I've had, your kidney infection is... But it's so, Yeah, but it's sore, but it's a different sore. And the fact that yours is just a pain that you're like, well, this is it. I, it just blows my fucking mind, and I'm a woman who suffers pain monthly. I honestly just yeah, it's living fuck with you endometriosis pain every day. You and, um, yeah, it's fucked up, and I think um, I didn't know much about endometriosis before I got to know got to know you properly, Elaine. And uh, yeah, when I read about it. I was astonished, first of all, that as a woman who has a period every month, I didn't know about this. And it's it's hellish. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not to in any way undermine the gen the generic sort of status quo of period pain and stuff like that, because it can be really shit. It totally can that. be. I, yeah, I can only imagine it's that times a million for you and other sufferers of endometriosis. Yeah. Um, sorry to hark back, but I've just checked, <laughs> did, my, did my little Google here. Mary Anning is your seashells. Thank you. She, she, oh. It's really hard to say. She seashells. sells seashells. All oh, right, look at me, I'm an actress. <laughs> she sells seashells, and Where her name was them? Mary Anning. By the seashore. By the seashore. By the seashore. Mary Anning, uh, another um, woman who was a fucking boss, Sally Kirsten Ride. Uh, an American physicist and astronaut. Trying so hard not to make a joke. <laughs> 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 Go on, Mary Anning. 
Go on. I can. Finish your best. I can. <laughs> be undermining everything we stand for. <laughs> oh. But sometimes. Oh, Louise. Sometimes it's right there. Sometimes when the, when I mean? the facts are presented to you. Know what I mean? Yeah. Who else? Um, we don't need to go into a list. Like, that's, there's, it, just be more... What do you know about the history of International Women's Day? That's do we know the history of it? I actually don't. I didn't either until shameful. you gave me a wee couple of like facts right before we pressed go. What do you know? So I know that um, it started in New York on February the twenty eighth, nineteen o nine. It's the first noted first noted day that there noted. was something for women. And it was just National Women's Day. What was the, uh, what was it? What was the catalyst? What who started? It was it? a socialist party. Ah. And then um, who? Any any prominent figures, ladies? There was an American activist uh, who was part of the suffrage movement in America. Um, and if you give me one wee second, I will be able to tell you. Uh, Teresa Malik 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 ah. Malik. Um, yeah, so it was the Socialist Party of America that organised it. There you are. Um, so there we go. But then it got um, the date that we now celebrate on... Celebrate on. Celebrate on. Um, share angry podcasts on. <laughs> is, um, <laughs> and depressing as well. Uh, G- Germany, 1914, 8th of March. Yeah. Now, so why has that one become the ubiquitous one? Why is it now 8th of March, whatever more for the best? I wonder if it was because uh, that was beginning of Second World War. Oh. The First ah. World War, even Second World War. Right. Uh, I just wonder if that, that because that year, uh, maybe some form of continuity was needed across... Mm-hmm. The world. I don't know. I'm just like. Yeah. I just. I'm wondering. It was. It was was a shift. There was no men to tell them you can't have a day, and they were all just left behind, (laughs) making their bullets, (laughs) washing the clothes, feeding the wains, working on the farm. See, while we're here, we should have a fucking day. And everyone went, "Aye, plan, mate." And the men went, "We can't hear you because you've not written us a letter to tell us about that. You've just told us about something." So actually, it was the International Socialist Women's Conference in uh, August of two thousand um, and ten, uh, and which had seventeen countries were represented at this conference, and uh, one of the leaders from Germany, the German Social Party, Luis uh, Zeitz. I really hope I'm saying that right. Sorry, any German listeners, um, uh, had put forward about creating an International Women's Day to make sure that it was because the first one in 28 was just a national day in America. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And then the following year, it was actually the 19th of March was International Women's Day and that was marked in the first time by over a million people. Wow. Wow. Do you know, I'm not going to lie, I thought that it was more modern than this, these dates are suggesting? Well, I actually thought the opposite. Oh, wow. Because I thought it I had something to do with the Seneca Falls Convention. Okay. What's so that about? about? The Seneca Falls Convention was the first ever women's rights convention, and it took place in 1848. Whew. July 16th, 1848. Right. Also in New York, incidentally, uh, Seneca Falls. Um, and uh, that sort of led to other national women's rights movements 
Um, and I thought it was that. But I was obviously wrong. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were just in the planning since then. Well, so, but then maybe... But then there's quite a big gap, isn't there? You yeah, 1848 then, to 1909. But you said that 1909 was decades, the first recorded. Yeah, so it's the first recorded one that... Was, they were maybe doing it, like... But it was, like, if anybody knows numbers and not being recorded for whatever reason maybe that's maybe mm. it, maybe it has been going since Seneca Falls maybe you've just cracked the code well we talk you just mentioned that Lou things getting dismissed or forgotten about when it comes to women so maybe mm. it was just ignored yeah because it wasn't they, it wasn't because yeah, yeah the men were writing it up yeah and why would they write that up yeah yeah so Russia's first international women well first uh, observed International Women's Day was in 1913. Great. Um, and Straight then, on it. yeah, uh, and then, as Misha said, in 1914, it was held on the eighth in Germany, and then I think basically the other countries from the uh, General Assembly of the Women's Socialist Party then took that day. Um, <clears throat> it's also good to know for those of you who might not know that in London on that day, on the eighth of March, 1914. Uh, Sylvia Pankhurst was arrested. Ah. In Charing uh, Square. Uh, Charing Cross. <laughs> can shut up, Elaine. Uh, Charing Cross. It's interesting, isn't it? Because the Seneca Falls Convention, it's sort of widely recognised to be the beginning of the women's rights movement. And then it was sort of recorded as one of the first big sort of key landmarks in women's suffrage. Um... Well, that's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Is like how much of our history, of women's history, do we actually know? Are we actually taught? Not much at all. Um, can we then see that? Go, Misha. So, well, She's I'm got her hand say, up. <laughs> Sorry. She's such I'm a wee babe. So knackered, my brain doesn't even know what it's doing. No, what I was actually going to say is. Um, Rosemary Goring, who's uh, hopefully going to be joining us for a podcast soon, wrote the book Her, Her Story, Three. Scotland's Her Story, mm. and that's a compilation uh, in chronological order of women, um, and she's kind of written a kind of um, wee summary or excerpt of their story. Um, that's so exciting. When are we getting her? Uh, soon, uh, we keep uh, missing each other. The emails are flying, but <laughs> flying back and forth into those DMs. But um, it's been <laughs> one of those. I can't believe how busy a January, February it's been. It sure has. It's suddenly March. Well, I'm excited about that one, as our listeners probably will be too. Mm-hmm. Um, Is the shun coming back? Mm-hmm. I. Uh, Oh, right, you're excited about the podcast. Yeah, I knew that. I knew Misha oh, was then excited about spring. Oh, is that what that was? That was a bit, yeah, because she, cause the sun's coming back. I was I like... like my, our listeners are excited that it's March now. I mean, I'm sure they are. I mean, I said <laughs> So there's also the book Warriors and Witches and Damn Rebel Bitches, The Scottish Woman to Live Your Life By, um, by Mary Kidd, which not only is it absolutely beautifully illustrated... Um, and it's really like lovely to read because it just tells you these women's stories and then gives you like a wee kind of like modern day how to live your life with these lessons um but that again gives you these like absolute fucking super super power women 
I'm not going to be able to remember their names, um, but it talked about the women who first fought um, to study at Edinburgh University and who, and I think Edinburgh University was the first university in the UK to let women study. Mm. Um, and it was this group of women who um, Mary Kidd writes about in this book. She's got a whole like wee section with their story and it's fucking great and exciting because these women all were scoring the highest in their class but were had like when they first when Edinburgh first said right you can come in they had to like sit in separate classes from the men the men would be shouting at them spitting at them calling them whores in the street like they were really like badly abused um, once they managed it and they fucking fought to get let into the university when they did get let in they were treated really poorly were given classes separate for the men, from the men and then because there was only a few of them sometimes the classes wouldn't run so they were like having to like self teach some of it because there was like no one to teach them and they all fucking came out like in the top top grades but none of them were awarded any of the top grade prizes because all the top grade prizes went to the men so, um, and that was just one of the wee stories I read in this book, and they're fucking great. And it's really well. I'll write to Mary Kid as well. We'll get her. I'll get her and all. Mm-hmm. But well, I might add that to my Amazon wish list. Well, you can borrow mm-hmm. Mary book if you want. I've got it inside my bed. Have you got? Okay, right, well, I'll borrow it with you. But you know, I do have an Amazon wish list, listeners, just in case anybody <laughs> is remotely interested in that. Birthdays um, and all that. You know, that's that's why we still have International Women's Day. Yeah. That right there, because. The rights and privileges that we enjoy today are bloodstained. They're, they were fought for tooth and nail. Blood, sweat um, and fucking tears. Quite literally. Mm-hmm. And I think um, when you look at the stuff, the statistics and the anecdotal experiences that a lot of women share about how things are still quite ridiculously unfair, not just for, you know, not just for women like ourselves, but and we are on the privileged end of the spectrum, but queer women, women of colour, it's just like, God damn it. Like, yeah, we do need a day. Yeah. We do need a day. We need a actually. full fucking month. Which yes, we have. which we have, which is great. History month. But yeah. No, I wanted to do that thing that, you were, that we were saying about, you know, not knowing our history, <clears throat> our female history, and obviously in years gone by, everything was told through generations and you know the stories are passed down through the generations and then when things did start to get written down it was written down by men so of course our female stories are not at the forefront so therefore they get lost um so that's that's really it's something to be really aware of in the fact that we we don't even know a lot of our history. Yeah, it's um, true, actually. Well, because holders, that was, yeah. yeah, well, that was I've one of the things... Men. When I went to this uh, book talk where I first met Rosemary, that was one of the things she said. And when she was compiling this book, she found it really difficult at first because she was looking for accounts written by women. And she realised that actually there weren't many accounts written by women, but there were still accounts written by men of women so quite a lot of the features in the, the her book are written by men but they speak really favorably of the woman or they speak in a really interesting tone and so she's like been really careful about like choosing excerpts that are like um really telling of the time and, and more than just um the history mm-hmm. that we've had that's been easily yeah. accessed and yeah. put in our school's curriculum well, it's a combination of the pen holders throughout history of the men and on top of which history is written by the 
the victors again predominantly which Men. is our western world as well so even if you like take it like yep so like it's a very like whitewashed history that we get as well it sure is mm. um and saying that though mm-hmm. let's keep it positive mm. i am i didn't know this and i've just discovered this I feel like maybe I did in somewhere in the back of my mind. So in, um, on the 8th of March in 1917, International Women's Day, uh, in Russia, um, the, the women textile workers began a um, demonstration covering the whole city in Petrograd, um, which I guess must now be St. Petersburg. That was the beginning of the Russian Revolution. Do you know that is so, that is so amazing that it happened that same day that over in the Charing Charing I was going to say Charing Square. It was three years later. Oh, was it three years later? Yeah. But interesting that it's the same day. Though. Well, it was International Women's Day, so okay. So it um, really, but it so really was by this point. By this point, it really was, um, and, and then it is as Misha has said. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the adjectives are right. But no, do you not think so? Right now, if if that happened on the same day, it's like social media. Like people know about these things, but that was like like over a hundred years ago, and they had letters, and it was really hard to get information from one side of the world to the other side of the world. And so the fact that a hundred fucking years ago they were still saying, "Here, guys, on the eighth of March, that's our day, and we're gonna kick up a right good fucking fuss." You've f bombed. I know, and it's usually me that's dropping the f bomb. I'm just needing something to give my. Just get get it all out. Get it all out. Sorry, but not sorry. No, yeah, don't (laughs) be sorry. Just right. Just remarking on it. So I'm just going to cover the the rest of it really, really quickly so that we've actually done... No, it's good. Um, Yeah, so kind of skipping ahead, up until kind of the 70s, it was still very much seen as a kind of a socialist, communist celebration. And then in 75, um, the UN decided that it needed to have an International Women's Day and to make it recognised. Um, and then in 77, uh, the General Assembly, the UN General Assembly, invited its member states um, for the recognisation of the 8th of March, as of every year from that point, to be um, Day for Women's Rights and World Peace. So, 1977's not that long ago. No. I mean, really, when we look at it and... Well, hang on. So, 1977... 45 years ago. Yeah, so... Uh, 43, it's not even 45. It's like... It's the oh, 43, yeah. Side, it's the sad side of 40. 45. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't mean... Listen, guys. Some of us in the room... <laughs> ages was not what I was talking aging about. Aging ever closer to the four zero. Yeah, and now... See, well, that's the thing. Like, that's what I was about to get at 1977. A couple of us in this room... It wasn't, you know... Wasn't that long after that that we were born? Mm. Um, or not even a twinkle yet? <laughs> wow. Someone, someone's still a little twinkle. <laughs> Someone will always be a little twinkle. <laughs> Crushed twinkle. So yeah, there is something in that that the the fact that that was sort of formalised, and the recognition of that was eighteen seventy seven. But then you know you're talking about Edinburgh University when it go. Me, like um, I think it was Glasgow Uni. 
Glasgow University Union. Mm. When the hell did they start letting women in there? That was that was recent. I might need to Google that to get the exact date, but um, that was like in recent memory, as it were. Jeez. So you know. There's that. Yeah, exactly. And also, just because it's International Women's Day doesn't mean that things are accepted. So, like, in 2007, there was really huge riots in Tehran um, where um, hundreds of women and men who were wanting to... um, They were holding a rally, wasn't even a protest, for International Women's Day, were beaten um, by the police and women were arrested and held... Um, for up to 15 days in solitary confinement and interrogated. To pop back to your uh, Glasgow uh, University Union, in 1980... Oh, guys. The the special general meeting voted overwhelmingly to admit women into membership under threat from the University Court of losing the lease and the extension to its building. Ah. <laughs> so they did. They voted overwhelmingly because they were had. They were going to lose the building. They didn't have a yeah. Just they didn't have much like, of a choice. I think I would like at this juncture to recognise. I just feel it. I feel it incumbent upon me and us as an inclusive intersectional feminist podcast to at this point. On our International Women's Day weekend podcast, to shout out and show our allyship and our solidarity with our trans, yeah, mm, yeah, s- sisters and non-binary family, yeah, uh, because I think there's a lot of scary rhetoric and so toxic and aggressive, um, behavior. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, behavior and. Um, chat in our news feeds and streams at the moment and I, I feel it quite cutely. I find it very upsetting and I don't feel threatened as a woman by advocating for the safety and the, and the rights of our trans sisters at all. No. And I feel getting a wee bit upset and I would just like, yeah, I'd just like to take this minute to say that Persistent and Nasty stands in solidarity with them. Fierce with the solidarity. queer, trans, non-binary yep. family. And we're here for you. Yeah, and we will give you hugs. And yeah. we will bake you cakes and make you lovely cups of tea. And all of our chat about women of, of history, um, erasure, and even things like our chat about endometriosis it sits on a spectrum of, of female-identified experience. And when we have these chats, it's part of that. It's part of Absolutely. that spectrum, yeah. And we, you're not isolated from us. We will stand by you. Absolutely. I just feel. I just felt. I really just felt quite like I wanted and to I just think, say that because yeah. I know that I know here, that we yeah. talk about it a lot and we know where we stand on it. But yeah, yeah just in case anyone always shout about it yeah. as much as we. we just in case anyone is unclear. Know, yeah. yeah, on this weekend, yeah. where we stand. We fucking love you. We fucking love you, and the line is drawn in the sand in that respect. Yeah. It's uh, transphobic rhetoric or any hateful rhetoric around these issues will not be tolerated in the persistent and nasty sphere. No. Uh, yeah. Damn right. Um, Take your fucking toxic passion bolt. <laughs> bolt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's really important to have said, Lou, and thank you so much for saying it so eloquently and beautifully because um, for all of us, it's important that our 
sisterhood, and when I say our sisterhood, I mean everybody that identifies as female, um, knows that you are included in everything and all the fight that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and our ability. We to got be your back. Allies yeah. to the trans community does not in any way then take away our fight for other women. Well, yeah, I find it really weird that that's even like a thing that. I find it. I just find that weird. I find that whole thing weird that people are like, "Oh, if you're an ally for the trans, queer, non-binary community, you can't be f- focusing on women's rights." Like they, like I've said this f- how many times on this podcast? Let's go, not go back and count. But guys, if you actually want to go and check the dictionary um, meaning of feminism. It is social, political, economic equality for all. Underline three times. Not those of you who you decide it's okay to be because then you're a part of the systemic problem. Like, and fuck I think off. that's what really bothers me about it. And it falls under this... Um, I think the thing, like, you know this um, concept right now of white feminism, I'm doing air quotes with... And it's white yeah. feminism with a capital W and a capital F. Yeah. So it's this brand of feminism that thinks that the, the, there are certain... There's there's certain people who who maybe they don't know they're subscribing to it um, by by virtue of their behaviour and their actions and their um, opinions that they espouse are subscribing to this idea that there's some kind of barrier or or or, or gatekeeping towards a certain mm-hmm. type of womanhood and yeah. it's just like that's not no there's yeah. not a better kind of woman no like by that by that logic those women should be saying to you Elaine that because you get endometriosis that you're not proper, a proper woman or like because it's like if you because i got a disease yeah because if you start defining people by what happens between their fucking legs then that's like that's exactly what we've been trying to get away from yeah um also by the way it's not your fucking business just like it's not your fucking business who people sleep with it's not your fucking business no i'm it's bombing what's between somebody's legs get tea get tea with that chat yeah fuck off and i also don't i really don't get how people are getting like people are getting right i will stop i'll stop this because this is probably gonna like kick right off online but i don't care they can at me if they like um louise oliver Ms. louise oliver not <laughs> persistent and nasty on this occasion they can at me direction inquiries please i know there's complex i know there's complexity here but like i i trust consultations around the gender recognition act to not suddenly shift everything away and suddenly because trans people have rights women are suddenly unsafe like that's just not the way it's going to go. And I don't even understand why that's and why that's a thing. Is this the fucking toilet chat again? I can't deal with this toilet no, chat. No, no, it's not. It's well, it, yeah, it's sort of. It, well, this no, it is because I have seen women that I really admire and have respected for their views and feminism have made fucking comments online about trans women being allowed to use the female toilet or having non-gender specific toilets and the whole, oh, this is just going to be taken advantage of, blah, blah, fucking blah. Men are going to say that they are uh, non-binary or they are transitioning and they're going to use that to be able to get in there. Guys, here's the thing. If somebody's going to try and do that, they're going to try and do that anyway, regardless. And why is that even... why? Absolutely. And why is the narrative like, oh, if we suddenly change it, that's what they'll start doing? uh Like, if if they're going to do that, do you know how they're going to do that now? And have always been doing that, which is not the case. And I'm sorry, but they've been fucking unisex toilets in 
Europe for fucking. They just, the toilet in your and house, your house is a unisex toilet. Motherfuckers! Okay. I don't know why yeah, that really is. That's it. All right, we do need to rein it in on the f bombs a little bit. Really? Yeah, because that was a, quite a lot. Of, so angry. I know. I'm not. I mean, it is. For the I mean, most we part do. Podcast. We do. How many Wayne's listen? Do we have a demographic? I don't think. Oh, Wayne swear more than we swear. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She's probably right. To be fair, she probably it is. Probably, right. It actually probably makes us more appealing to the younger demographic. Hiya, kids. Listen to your old aunties, Misha, Lane, and Louise on our uh, nasty podcast. <laughs> Have <laughs> a cup of tea with a wee nip of whiskey. You'll be doing grand. Have a fucking not, great night. We do not condone underage drinking, no, obviously. Because um, I don't actually expect any any Waynes to bother their arses listening to this. Well, actually, quite well, a lot of my I'm students going to do. Defend. Sorry. Oh. Well, your students are a wee bit older, though. They're not like Wayne's Waynes, like are they? Teenagers. Well, this is, this is what they should be listening up. to. I'm being judgmental of young people and their choice of know, they uh, probably, uh, content. They, they probably are exposed to a lot more... Than, than we were ever exposed we, yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. We are yeah. probably quite naive. Which is yeah, we are very I'm, naive. Yeah. And I'm going to defend Misha's F-bombing. No, it's fine. I'm just, just, I just meant in general, like... Oh, no, I agree with you, but I'm going to take a moment to uh, Because it's usually it. me. <laughs> no. <laughs> because... It's like, you know what, on International Women's Day and every day, you swear as much as you like. Oh no, totes. I'm not telling you. I'm not oh, no, no, I like, just I know you're not going to say another word. I just, uh, yeah, you swear as much as you like, but not as much fucking on the podcast. Fabulous. It's <laughs> 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 still not as many fucks as Elaine said in that fucking podcast. Five fucks in a one. Oh my god. I, I would beg to differ and I think because I'm so twisted today I'm probably going to go home and count the amount of times that I said that and then count Come the back. amount of times that you've sworn today and I think you're going to win I would love it if you went home and counted totally how many times she said fuck wow. and that's there. another level of wetted <laughs> so I want to talk to Elaine if she's comfortable with talking about it about what? about endometriosis oh my god Mm, what do you want to know? I just want to know what you're going through. So, if I was to describe today, my pelvis feels like it's crumbling. My head feels like it's in a vice. Uh, I feel, as most women will know that feeling, when you feel like your entire insides are about to fall out. Um, but it also feels like I have little people inside me with ice picks. And they're like hooking on and then dragging down. Uh, is that is that a okay description? Sounds, that... uh, it's evocative. It's yeah. thoroughly gruesome. Yeah. Uh, and yet, I'm exhausted. And boys and girls, and those who don't identify as any of those things, she is here. She is recording, and she's doing her level best not to completely destroy me and Misha for being annoying. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And she's succeeding. So I would like to just say on this International Women's Day podcast, <laughs> Elaine Stirrett, gold medal, 17 Thanks. gold stars. Thanks. Extra chocolate Thanks. and love for you. Great, give me all the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Some stereotypes are true, guys. Chocolate, the chocolate will one. literally fix fucking anything. Oh, there's another F-bomb. <laughs> Did you count that one? No, I'm like, oh my God, she's totally like, you're our, like you're going for my crown. I'm not crying. trying to steal your crown. I know. You can have it. I don't, I don't want, want it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The I crown... would do a mean girls. I, I mean, I would, like, can... on a serious note, I would love to do something maybe later on in the month about endometriosis and just, like, 
the fact that it's actually more than one in ten women in the world have it. There are more people in the world that have endometriosis um, than have the same amount of people in the world have endometriosis that have diabetes. Um, and most people in the world know what diabetes is. And how many studies have there been on diabetes yeah. and how it can be cured? Yeah, and you can have a managed. blood test to find out if you've got something like that. Whereas the only way to actually diagnose endometriosis is to have a laparoscopy, um, which is an operation. Granted, not a big one, but it is an operation and it then causes more scar tissue because you're having... Surgery, yeah, it? because you're having an operation... So, yeah, there's a so whole you have bunch to have of an operation in order to, to diagnose get to be absolute to be diagnosed. Yeah. So for ignorant Officially people like diagnosed. myself who didn't yep. know exactly what it, what what it is, can you can you explain? So it? everybody has endometrium. Well, sorry, most so endometriosis can actually grow anywhere in the body where there is blood. So there are actually some cases, very very small cases of men who have endometriosis in their lung or liver or brain. Oh, my Yeah. Um, but it is women, so those of us born with a womb, uh, the endometrial lining is what sheds every month. But for those of us with endometriosis, it grows out with of the uterus. So... Um, I have it on my bowel. Oh God! My pelvis, both my ovaries, my fallopian tube, right? Uh, a lot, uh, much thicker on um the right side of my womb than the left side. Um, I've had four operations to have it removed. But I, the scar tissue makes it worse. Yes. Because it grows back worse after Well, it can do. It can do. So everybody's experience is different. Everybody's pain level is different. Some women have endometriosis and don't even know that they have it because they don't experience the pain. And they could have, like, they could have a lot of endometriosis, but they don't get the pain, so they don't know it. Other women can have very little, but their pain is extraordinary. Um, so because I have it on my ovaries... I have pain when I ovulate as well. So I probably get about a week a month. Pain-free. Almost pain-free. Manageable pain. Manageable. Um, and it probably started... Well, actually, when I look back, it definitely was happening when I had my period, when I was like, I got my period at 12. Um but it really kicked in when I was about 17, 18, 17. And when I went to the doctors numerous times, and eventually one doctor actually listened to me and sent me for uh, ultrasound, um, and then I had to get a laparoscopy. But they also thought at one point that I had all my kidneys because I had to have them tested too. Uh, yeah. That's interesting that... You mentioned something about a doctor actually paying attention to you. Yeah, um, the first doctor I went to was female and she told me it was just bad period. And I wonder how linked that is to just how little we know scientifically about the female yeah. body. 
Because mm-hmm. science, There's female body, because medicine doesn't. Yeah, well, in female and, studies. No, it doesn't, and for a really no. long time, it didn't do anything at all. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing um, some research into a show I was writing a couple of years ago, um, called Brood, which is all about um, uh, procreation and the desire for children or the lack of desire for children. Um, and it's parked at the moment but it's still sort of bubbling away um, but in the research I interviewed a lot of women sometimes face to face sometimes they filled out a questionnaire and sent it back to me and it was anonymous um, but something that came up time and time again was this idea of not being heard or listened to either mm. about pain or mm. about identity or about what you wanted to do with your own body um, there was either dismissive and a dismissive approach. Yeah. Or that. Like, well, it's just bad period pain and that's yeah. just what women have to handle. So there you go, have some paracetamol and off you pop. Yeah. Um, or, like, you don't know your own mind. Yeah. Uh, or, um, Do you know, we've got a really interesting podcast in the bag uh, with Emily Ingram, who's a theatre maker in Edinburgh. Uh, I suspect that'll be going out sometime this month as well, actually. Or in the near, the near future. And she's um, got chronic pain. And it, she, this is exactly what she talks about in her podcast about how she just wasn't listened to. And it's just, as a woman who's never had anything that's been, I mean, I was, I was, I had cataracts when I was four that were found. Oh. Yeah, I was born with cataracts, but they didn't find them until I was four. But um, that's not really like a an issue that, doctors didn't listen doctors didn't really think there was anything wrong with me so that was how they were missed Mm. but at the same time I didn't have like something that was causing me a lot of issues and I wasn't being heard that I can think about although now now I'm like thinking about that I think it's more common yeah when it comes to when it comes to reproductive rights and women's pain thresholds and then it's even worse for women of colour yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, women of mm-hmm. colour are often ignored or not taken seriously mm-hmm. where, where they're, when they're talking about pain or what they're going through physically but um, there are health conditions that uh, occur more in um, people of colour and uh, people of uh, different um, like heritage that because they're not of a western like medical background their conditions aren't researched the same and I feel terrible saying that without necessarily knowing exactly what conditions those are. But I know that I've heard of um <laughs> But there are conditions that don't get the same attention yeah. because they're not in that kind of fiftieth percentile white male yeah. uh, research box. Sorry, it's just so funny sometimes when you when you have a wee moment. You think you're you're doing so well, and then you convince yourself you're not. And yeah. You go, and you just have this little wee look on your face that's like a little sad puppy dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah literally, like, you're a little sad puppy. Yeah, and it's just like you're fine. You're doing fine. <laughs> but I just completely undermine everything I see. As I'm saying it, I'm like, well, this you can see, you literally see it on your face when mm-hmm. that happens, and it, and it, yeah, it's it's, and I shouldn't laugh, but it's it's sort of, it's adorable, and it's funny because it's you're doing great but you've convinced yourself you're not and it's just like Misha it's fine I actually know exactly what you're talking about and you're absolutely right because there's there's a diseases that come from where 
different parts of the world that happen in certain people or conditions that happen in certain... Um, like, if you're from Venezuela, there's something, like, that can... I'm just checking... Picking Venezuela as a random country guy, by the way. I don't know about it as... Um, but say there was something there and then through heritage and DNA you can find, you know, you could maybe realise that you don't have it when you do your DNA testing, if you've ever done it like you can discover that you're from uh, I don't know, Guatemala and there's only people from Guatemala that have this certain autoimmune disease that you have because it's in your DNA is what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah I totally get what you're and saying. It's just that you... You doubted it. I, you yeah. saying. I was interested in what you were saying. Yeah. And then you got the puppy dog look on your face and I was like, oh, she's decided she'd... I just, someday, I just worry about... It's, a kind, it's exactly what you said on Rice's podcast about this white saviour. I just sometimes feel like I need to double-check myself when I'm uh, speaking about issues that... And because I'm not a particularly good person for retaining facts and numbers, I, I find it really, like... I need to watch what I'm saying sometimes because I don't want to misquote, I don't want to speak on behalf of people and I don't want to say things that um, might come back in someone's... I think the really important thing that you were saying there, though, Misha, is that, um, and picking up on what Louise was saying, that women of colour um, have it even harder than those of us who who are white... Um, and female and part of that is also because their history and their lineage isn't um, looked into medically mm-hmm. is what you're trying to say and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that no because you know, it acknowledges w- the fact that their human rights were called into question for far 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 too long yeah. in, our, in our in our western in a, society in our western history yeah but yeah <laughs> well we've actually managed to um find some things to talk about we were a little bit we were we were a little bit stressed. angry and stressed and elaine's in a lot of pain and we're all exhausted because we're hustling like nobody's business but we did it i think yeah i think it was really good I think it was we'll, really we'll a little inspirational podcast. Can I just drop um, one wee thing? Because I just was quite excited by my, like, when we were, like, doing a wee brainstorm, we were thinking about women of history and women that, that we maybe, like, have been inspired by. And it, Lord knows where it came from, but it popped into my head, Medusa. And um, I was like, I bet she's got a, a better story than uh, she's painted to be this monster, gorgon, snakehead cow. Honestly, not, like a, not like an animal cow, but like just a fucking bitch. Yeah, no, I think, I think um, we got that. <laughs> just, just to clarify, um, and Elaine told me the real story, and then I did a wee bit of like quick reading, but mostly I think Elaine's a really good storyteller, and you know so much about Greek mythology. So you basically filled in, <laughs> filled in the blanks, and um, and then. Uh huh. Keep going, keep babies. Going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, keep going. So Medusa is painted out as this monster, but actually she was one of three beautiful sisters born of a, a, a god and goddess in Greek mythology, was fucking raped by Poseidon and then punished by Athena Dina. and turned into this snake-headed monster who everyone was like, oh, she's a scary, scary bitch. I'm going to, she's going to turn you men to stone. Yeah, because she was fucking raped. Hello, I'm sorry about misquoting a story, but that was kind of missed in all of, like, the fucking Hollywood movies where Medusa was some, like, evil queen in a cave. So anyway, I found that kind of 
fascinating to hear a little bit about. Uh, and, and then she gets her head chopped off by Jason. What arsehole. Punished by Athena, though. I know, I know. How, how fucking fascinating is that? That, like, even in Greek mythology... So Athena wanted everybody in her temple to be um, virgins. Well, so she rude. has a weird... So that's a weird... weird she's a weird outlook. Yeah, so... Controlling much? Um, I feel like you've opened up a can of worms about Greek mythology right at the end of the podcast. And I'm not sure... <laughs> where we go from how, there. How we, yeah, how we wrap from there. Maybe we say... Um, maybe uh, well, there's tune into Persistent and Nasty next week. Maybe we'll do a goddess we'll do a spe- special one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got we a whole month of... Um, Women, women in history, we can really fucking take take that literally. Yeah, um, we've also put a call let's out not, on our. Let's not. Sorry to interrupt, but I just don't want our listeners to think that we confuse mythology with history. <laughs> just so you know, we know that the two are different. What did she say? I actually zoned out. What did I just went she okay because I was like, we've Misha's got like a whole month to focus one. on women's history. So maybe we'll just dive <laughs> do a deep dive and, on. <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> I just want to clarify that we are aware. I mean, you can myth, say we, but I definitely wasn't. Myth and history are, are on occasion different. But uh, I don't know if they I are. I appreciate that there's overlap. Maybe we had some spells like, cast on us and actually mythology is real. Great, 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 great. So, um, tune in next week. Uh, I would just like to say we put out a call out for um, people to share inspirational women um, throughout the whole month. These, like, we've had loads of people mention already, send us messages about their mums and sisters and aunties and all of that. And I just think that's really lovely. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to actually almost remind yourself of how lucky you are to have the women that you have in your life, whether that be your pals or... And we touched on this in the Galentine's one and everything. Um... But also, there's some great people that have been mentioned already, and we'll do shout-outs on social media and all of that um, from some of the people that we've had as well, whether they be uh, people that you might not have heard of or people that you have heard of, but uh, people who just love. So watch out for our Insta stories yeah. over the next month. Yeah, just to, yeah, just to re-quote what our call-out says. Yeah. International Women's Day is just round the corner, and we want to hear from you. Tell us of the women who inspire you, who you admire and who bring you joy. They can be from history, myths, politics, those in your life, film, music. It's just a celebration of all womb-ksen. Tell us your suggestions and we will share the stories of these amazing females. That's good. Uh, do we say it like that? Is it yeah, that's... W- w- mix, that's what we put in it. I know, I know. No. How do you, is that how it's we pronounced? We had this chat on Galentine's and I don't know. I always do Wimix and then I'd like do an X in it's people's not faces. Just Wimix. saying Wimix. I don't know. Oh, maybe it is. I have no idea. I always say Wimix, Wimixin, and then I do like a cross in people's faces so, I, so they know and I've done the physical. We're going to take a picture Wimixin. of that. Real nice and aggressive. It's really aggressive um, but in a really like friendly way because I do it with a beaming smile. Um, Obviously. Obviously. Another reason to keep an eye on our social media is to just bring it all the way back um, to uh, the core principle, which is amplifying the voices of women in marginalised groups in theatre and film. We'll be tweeting and social mediaing about some people that you should really be following and supporting, opportunities that are coming up, women directors, writers, 
all that good stuff. And of course, you can tune into future episodes where we'll be interviewing some of those women. There and also, know. Amelia, the play got nominated for three Olivier's. Yes, 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 tick, yes. Tick, tick. Congratulations. Um, congratulations to all involved. Much deserved. Yeah. Uh, we got through it. Woohoo! We did get through it. With Happy. her fucking random energy. Exhaustion, Yay. random energy, extreme pain. Happy International Women's Day. And thank you once again for listening and getting through it. It has <laughs> been another night with the three of us here at Persistent and Nasty HQ. And we hope that you've enjoyed your cup of tea. And until next time. Until then. Stay nasty. nasty.